Hello, hello, hello. Oh, sorry, Hannah, I'm going to steal your stand. Oh. Excellent, excellent. Had a good week? How cool is the new uh, TRS building project thingy? Seriously, like, that is just awesome. There are some guys, I'm not going to say, uh, my son's getting a bit cheeky, aren't you? He's getting a bit used to being here, I think. Um, um, there are some guys here that have given significant amounts to see this community grow, be better, because he believes in what the, the people believe in what the Salvation Army is doing, but they also believe in you as people. I think that is pretty fantastic. Who thinks that's awesome? There are people here who believe in what the Salvation Army is doing, what God's doing, and believe in you as people. I think that is incredible. Well, the title of what I wanted to share tonight is actually called Breakthrough. Breakthrough. Because um, I don't know about you, but sometimes you hit a wall in life. If you, hit a, you know what I'm talking about. You hit a wall. I remember um, who's from down south like uh, Wollongong Way? Coromel. Who swam at Coromel? I went out once in a king tide at Coromel with my cousins who are good swimmers. I was about 12. Massive waves. They get big waves down there, like massive waves. Coromel, great beach. And um, my, my cousin, Sean, he goes, how about we swim out past, you know, the breakers? Oh, yeah, that's cool. He's my big cousin. I think that's pretty, that's pretty cool. I'll do whatever he's going to do, I'm going to do. Man, I remember just being hammered and hammered like you get past one massive wave like i'm talking massive wave like as you're looking up they just way up massive wave you get over one and there was another one then you get over another one and another one and i thought i was doing really well but that was the small set you know what i'm talking about who's been in the beach that, then the big set came i was done i was knackered by the time i got out the back i thought i'm not gonna make it I'm actually, oh, this is it. Like, I'm not going to make it. I'm hammered. So I said, oh, I'm a, I'm a bit tired. I'm a bit tired, Sean. I might be heading back in. He goes, okay, no worries. So um, I'm swimming back in. I'm knackered. I get hammered on the way back in. Like, just one after the other after the other. And that is life sometimes, isn't it? You think you've made it over the final wave and you're out the back and you can take a breather but you come over the wave just to find there's another and another and another. So breakthrough, breakthrough tonight because I really believe that life doesn't have to be like that. I really think there are some steps that we can take in our life that give us breakthrough, breakthrough. That's my talk for tonight, breakthrough. John 5. I'm actually talking, funny enough, on what Major Beth talked about. Was it last Thursday? The man at Bethesda, was that Sunday? I lost track of time. I'm looking at Claire because I'm like, you definitely listen to what your mum says, I'm sure. Anyway, I'm, when was it Thursday? Well, there you go. So, Sunday? Now I'm confused. Okay, but I'm actually speaking on the same thing. Funny enough. Like, I, I, was, I was thinking about this, and as I did it, and I was starting to work on it, I was like, actually, this is what Major Beth talked about on Sunday, Thursday, whenever it was. I'm sure she talked about it. Anyway, John 5, starting at verse 1. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem 
for one of the Jewish festivals. Big events. They had these big events. They love celebrating the Jews. Um, is there anyone Jewish in the room? Oh, I can say what I want then. Okay. Anyway. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, they love to celebrate. And, and that's actually one thing I like about, you know, when you graduate and whatever. And Gus, I've got to say, so where's Gus? Must apologise. You've, you were here when I disgraced him publicly, shamed him publicly by making him wear blue colours. Was that, that, was pretty, that was pretty shameful. And I have to publicly apologise, Gus, that I'm, I am actually sorry that I did that. And I apologise and I apologise. I was going to wear maroon tonight, but I just couldn't do that. It's just, it's just, no. no, no, I'm joking. But I want to just make note that he's wearing blue tonight. So it's had some influence on his life, just saying. He's, you're, you're maroon, aren't you? Queensland supporter. Go Queensland. Go Queensland. Go Queensland. Go Queen, Queenslander. Queenslander. Anyway, anyway, anyway. The Jews like to celebrate. That's all I like about here. Because they took moments to celebrate the stuff that God had done in their lives. In fact, they do heaps of things. They'd have these big celebrations and they'd, they'd leave these piles of stones so that when people pass by, they'd also go, wow, that was a, an awesome time, and they could tell their family what happened. God did this at this point, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Jesus is going to one of these festivals. Now, there was in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered columnards, columnards, columns. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind the lame, the paralyzed, one who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? He replied, sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. When I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. So you get this picture of Jesus. He's going to this big celebration. He goes past this pool. Now, they had this superstition. And it must have been this like um, underwater aquifer, like where water bubbled up or something because when all these people thought that when the water bubbled if you were sick or infirmed or something was wrong if you could jump in the pool first they believed that an angel was stirring the water and if you could get in first you'd be healed if you could just get in first so Jesus is going past this place and I think it must have been a pretty miserable place do you know what I mean like this guy has been coming there for 38 years. The same spot, the same people, all have lost hope. And in fact, they, Jesus doesn't find him near the, the edge. Do you know what I mean? He's not even, he's lost hope. Why is he going there? Like, he's lost hope. And Jesus finds him there and he says, Do you want to get well? Is that not? not a funny question do you want to get well do you want to get well it's a almost it seems like almost a cruel question do you want to get well 
Oh, can you imagine these disciples? What are you, what are you teasing the lame man for? Leave the lame man alone. <laughs> like, if you want to get well. But it's a great question for us to ponder tonight. And I think this guy gives us an example of breakthrough tonight. So I actually want to talk to you about three steps to breakthrough. Now, I, was, I, I told Paul that I was going to mention him tonight. Paul is a black belt, karate, karate. Someone laughed. No, it's true. Is it not true? He's a black belt. I'm a black belt too. See, He's a black belt in karate. Now, Paul was telling me that when you were going for your um, black belt, you, what do you call it? Going for your black belt. Okay, we'll call it black belt. Going for your black belt, the guy who was training him handed him the wrong planks. Is that right? And handed him the ones. So he's breaking them with his hands, the wooden planks. You know how you sit. Right? They gave him the wrong ones. And they gave him the ones that you're meant to break with your feet. So they're thicker and harder. Not meant to be broken with your hands. So this was in the practice, wasn't it? The lead up to the event. Two weeks before... You pretty much messed your hands up, didn't you? Because you're breaking through and some guy came in and said, what are you giving this guy these hard planks for? And, and you, you, yeah, you messed up your hands. Dislocated your finger before the comp. But you still got it, didn't you? Still got it. So I was thinking of Paul tonight when I was thinking of breakthrough. Breakthrough, you know, like, hey, yeah! Oh, it's a breakthrough. So I'm going to use that. Breakthrough. Hey, yeah! So, no, I can do that. Now, Gordon, I know Gordon, very helpful. So, I've got some wood tonight, too. It's made out of wood. Gordon, can you hold that for me? I don't want to scare people too much. Both sides. You ready? Hey-yah! Oh, hey-yah! Da! Ah, that's good. That's it. First step for breakthrough. I could have, that, I almost dislocated my hand doing that, I've got to tell you. That was close. But his first step to breakthrough is admitting that you have a problem. Do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? My, um, you met my father-in-law, Kevin. Oh, funny guy. Funny guy. He um, was driving along one day, saw a guy hitchhiking. And... Um, um, he says to him, pulls up, winds down the window and goes, uh, hey, mate, sick of walking? The guy goes, yes, yeah, pretty hot out here. It's just stinking hot. I'd love a, love a lift. And he goes, oh, sick of walking? Well, better start running. <laughs> Is that not the slackest thing ever? I said to him, what were you thinking? He said, yeah, I know. I still feel bad about it today. But I, he left him. I said, did you go back? He said, no. That's terrible. Anyway, I kind of see Jesus when he says to like, do you want to get well? It's kind of like that to this guy. For the, everyone else around. But for the guy, I think it was his awakening moment. I need to get better. What I have now is not what I always need to have. Do you want to get better? Well, the first barrier to breakthrough is actually admitting you have a problem. Admitting you have a problem. I, as I think of this guy, I'm just astounded that every day, day after day, week after week 
month after month, year after year, decade after decade after decade, he came to this pool every day to get healed. But at some point along the way, he's given up. But he still comes back to this place of hopelessness where no one's getting healed. And Jesus intervenes and says, do you want to get well? What's the first step in the 12 steps? First step. Here we go. Okay, who's got it? Hands up. Oh, here we go. We admitted that uh, we were powerless over our addiction and that our lives have become unmanageable. Got to admit, you have a problem. I actually think the 12-step program is a, a healthy program for all of us to do and, and an inventory for ourselves, isn't it? If anyone else know, like the 12-step program, it's, it's actually awesome. It, everyone should do it. Everyone should do it. It should be in schools. Yeah. Everyone should do it. Admit you have a problem. Nothing will change in our lives until at first we come to admit we have a problem. The second breakthrough step. Gordon. <coughs> Let's see if we can get better. Here we go. We're going again. There you go. That was magic there. You know, that's sleight of hand. You ready? Yeah! Oh, yeah! I get it. I'm actually a little offended because I bet people clapped harder for you when you broke wood with your hands. I'm breaking wood. That's wood. It's pulped wood, but it's wood nonetheless. Second step, breakthrough, is stepping out of the natural and into the supernatural. It's not just enough. It's actually not just enough to admit we have a problem. And it's not just enough to admit that we don't have a way of resolving that problem, that's a terrible place to be. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the hopelessness of coming back to that pool day after day, week after week, year, decades. It's not enough to admit it. Knowing we have a problem isn't enough. The breakthrough power is knowing that there is an answer, there is a solution and that God is the solution, knowing the spot where you can find the answer. And actually, the, the key is belief that God can do it for you. Believing that God can do it for you. Believing that God can do it when others can't. Belief is the second step to breakthrough. Believing, stepping out, of the natural and into the supernatural. I think of this guy sitting at the pool's edge for however long he used to do it for. At some point in 38 years, he had a chance to jump in when the, you know, the bubbly things happened, you know? Never says he kind of gave it a go. Otherwise, you know, the myth would have been dispelled, oh, you know, no one gets healed, blah, blah, blah. So he's sort of sitting there on the edge. Just At some point, he would have had to have a go. I kind of think, that's us sometimes, isn't it? The answer's right there. And we just don't step out. We stay in the natural world. We don't step into the supernatural stuff that is actually the answer for us, the healing for us. So 
stepping out of what we can do into the unlimited realm of what God can do for us. Second step to breakthrough is stepping out of the natural and into the supernatural. And the key is belief. Do you know, time and time again, Jesus says, um, your faith has made you well. Continue again and again throughout the scriptures. Do you know, there's one time he went home and he says this. And because... I don't think he said happy birthday, but he says, and because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any mighty miracles among them to place, um, except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. Because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any mighty miracles. The key to breakthrough in your life, my life, is to step out of the natural, believing that into God's world, anything is possible. Third step to breakthrough. Uh, okay Paul is this am I doing this right because I'm feeling like I'm doing this right I'm putting my body behind it I'm okay yeah yeah I think I just broke a hammy yeah oh yeah okay third step to breakthrough is believing that Healing is for you. Believing that actually the healing is for you. There's some areas of our lives that we struggle with for so long we give up hope. We give up hope that there is actually an answer out there for us. Hope is for you. Hope is for you. I am... There's a little impromptu. Paul is not here. I remember... We were praying for something for years in our lives. Like there was this issue in our lives and it became this massive burden. And I remember Paula, that's funny, Paula had this um, dream, this recurrent dream and it was a terrible dream. But she, she dreamt that she was in a lolly shop and like a little kid and she's, she's calling out and the guy behind the counter didn't notice her. Like, you know, that one, you know, just not there. You know? She's calling out, calling out and she... The guy doesn't notice it. He has his recurrent dream. And it was like the dream was a constant reminder that God wasn't hearing us. So we prayed for years and years and years, like the guy at the pool. And um, went to this... Um okay, sorry. Josh said, please stop crying. Okay. Good boy. Um, thanks for having my back there, buddy. Yeah, it's good. Um, anyway, so we're praying for this thing for years and years and years. We go to this Reinhard Bonnke. Um, he's a Christian preacher from overseas. So anyway, Paula's, Paula's there. She's praying. Um, she's praying. Um, God, what about me? When is it my turn? When will you notice me? And um. Reinhard Bonnke, funny guy, just so in touch with God. He says, um, he says he's preaching. He goes, when I, when my mum would come home with lollies, I always knew that um, that she would have one for everyone. 
I wouldn't miss out. Paul was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Then he said something. He said, God is, um, God is standing at the lolly shop and he's wanting to give everyone a lolly and no one will miss out. God has seen you and he wants to hand you a lolly. Is that not the weirdest thing to ever say? This guy's preaching to like 10,000 people. But he's not. He's preaching to Paula. and saying to Paula. And I really think tonight that each and every one of us, God has got something for us. And we can sometimes sit. And even, like this is a place of positivity. Sometimes this can be a pool where we come looking for hope and we see others getting stuff. We say, what about me? What about me? When is it my turn? God isn't like that. God doesn't overlook you. His favour is for you. He's got something for you. And he doesn't overlook you. And so this guy who's been sitting there for years at the side of this pool, lost hope, Jesus walks past and notices him and heals him immediately. Restoration. You know what? Life isn't fair. I'll give you that. Life isn't fair. Some of you have been dealt worse hands than others. And I can't do anything about that. And, but what I can tell you honestly is I don't know the depths of depravity that people can go to, but I know the hills of healing that God can do. Amen? God can restore things that are broken. I want to tell you, as I'm wrapping up, I want to tell you about one of the greatest ladies I've ever met in my life, Mrs. Smith. Would have been my wife, but I thought you had my back. Apart from my wife. I'm, I'm, I won't actually be dead serious. I probably will talk about her again. I, when I was a little boy like Joshua's age, um, there's this old lady in church that I thought was the most loving, generous, kind lady that I have ever met. She was old. Like, I mean old. Like, wrinkly and old. And I knew it. Like, she was old. But I loved Mrs. Smith. She had this scruffy, mangy dog that I just loved. And Jack, we'd <coughs> she'd invite us over for lunches after Sunday. And I'd go and I'd love it. The most kindest, gentlest lady. Years later, I found out that she came from the most broken, dysfunctional home you could have imagined. Um, kids in the room. Broken and dysfunctional. Her, um, her father was not very nice to his, her mother. In fact, he ran a, they ran a pub and one night just to get out, she burnt the pub down. Don't think that would have gone well for us. She was so poor. She went on a, um, she got connected to the Salvos. And so when she wanted to go out for, for um, Sigala, she, that's when she burned the pub down to go. 
so they wouldn't notice. Her father, she saw her father um, break off permanently, let's just say, um, his relationship with Mala. Um, do you know what I mean? Without getting too graphic. Um, she saw that. She was so poor that when she went to the Sagala camp, she didn't have any changes of clothes and she slept in a potato sack. Like, God intervened in her life and transformed that healing and broken little girl into one of the greatest saints that I've ever met. Mrs. Smith. I don't know the brokenness in your life, but I know the God that heals Mrs. Smith. And he doesn't overlook us. That is available to us tonight. And I want to get the team back up. Breakthrough. Breakthrough is available to us. The God that heals the Mrs. Smiths of this world is the God that heals us and heals me and heals you. So I want to ask you one question tonight. As you sit there, if Jesus were to come to you and look at you in the face and say to you, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? What would your answer be? Do you want to get well? And I wonder how you see yourself. I wonder if you see yourself staying by a pool of misery. Or I wonder if you see yourself healed and whole and taking your mat and getting out of there never to have to return again. Healed and whole. And can you imagine the celebration on that man? So I wonder how you see yourself staying at the pool or jumping and rejoicing that I, you have legs to use and run that you've been healed by Jesus. Do you want to get well? What is your answer? I invite you, if you want to be made whole, to come and pray. To come and pray. God, we, as we sing this song, we know that you love each and every one of us. And God, we all have issues. We all have areas where we need to invite you in to make us whole. And we know that we don't have to stay failed and broken but you can put us together so well that we can look at that stuff and feel okay about it. 
God, you are the answer to our pain and hurt. So, God, we trust you tonight. We don't want to stay in that place of pain. We want to move on to celebration. So as we sing this song tonight, we are going to hand over our lives to you.